Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 122 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast, brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotics. I'm Dana. And I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your host for today. And I evidently have a frog in my throat. I'm sorry. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting all husky there for a minute. I was like, wow. <laughs> I have um, a touch of bronchitis. So, and I I'll be hydrating sure throughout the show. Tell us how that is related. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we're going to get his... <laughs> his opinion on that one, which is going to be very cool. I'm super excited. Definitely. Today we are talking with functional medicine practitioner, Hay House author, graduate of Cornell University, herbalist and licensed acupuncturist, Mark Ryan. After suffering from his own battle with Hashimoto's and discovering an alternative approach to healing, he decided to devote his life to doing everything he could to help others find hope help and healing for their Hashimoto's too. In his book, How to Heal Hashimoto's, an integrative roadmap to remission, he shares much of what he's learned from both his analysis of research and from clinical experiences working with so many people who suffer from this disease. So we will be talking about the roadmap to remission, an alternative, uh, an integrative guide, and we are so excited to have him on the show finally after a little while, we've been back and forth, and so we're really excited to have Mark on the show today. Yes, we are, and we want to just mention real quickly our amazing sponsor, Thrive Probiotic. Of course, it is a spore-based probiotic, very different than your average probiotic, verified to survive gastric acid, proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and symptoms of leaky gut. Dana and I are both big fans, and we were so happy to have a sponsor that we could just 150% get behind. Yes, we were, and they are lovely people, so we are we are just thrilled. This makes me happy to talk about them. Plus, I love it. I've got the I've got one bottle right here, but they're like all over my house. So anyway, you got to check them out. ThriveProbiotic.com. They are fabulous. Yes, less fatigue better brain function, better bowel habits. I mean, we could go on and on and on. And we love it if you get on their uh, website and join their email list and you can learn all about the myths of probiotics and they, they hook you up with great studies, proven studies, and just great. We're huge fans, thriveprobiotic.com. Yep. Looks like he's with us. Yes, he is. All right, let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning, Mark. How are you this morning? Doing great, thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Awesome. Well, welcome, finally. Thank you. (laughs) I know, it's been a long time coming. (laughs) Yes, it has, and thank you so much for those amazing books. I have enjoyed that so much. Oh, great. I know it's funny because it's, it's it's a pretty book. I've got, I'm holding it right here in my hand, and it's like, I know Tiffany's, most of her books are marked up and torn and pages like <laughs> leafed and all that kind of stuff. And I like, I've got mine all pristine because I don't like want to mess it up. I like try to like hold the book in a certain way so that I don't crease anything. And it's so funny because it's really I'm a beautiful that way book. Too. I have a really hard time writing in books for some reason. Like I don't want to damage them at all. That's funny. It's funny. My <laughs> daughter, she's the same way. She is, you know, she is a huge reader and everything is perfect. And literally, she reads this book, and mine literally look like I I ran over them backwards. I have notes. I have, you know, tabs hanging out the side. And it's just so funny because I I can't imagine not writing in a book. Isn't that funny? And she's completely like you. She's like, what are you doing to that precious thing? (laughs) Mortified. (laughs) (laughs) The beauty of difference, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We all have a different approach. All right. We are always – go ahead, Dana. I was just going to say, and, you know, that, that ties into everything that Tiffany and I talk about on our show. We're all so bio-individual, and we're all very different, especially with right. how we handle books. <laughs> it's funny. Right. Just another Even something so yeah. simple. <laughs> all right. Well, Mark, we know you have a pretty amazing story, and this was the 
the uh, inspiration for your book. So share us. Can you share with us, please, about your story and and sure. not just that, but also how you uh, came to love medicine. Yeah, that's interesting. Like the in terms of the medicine issue, like how I came really to love Chinese medicine, which I originally started studying, and then I really got into functional medicine. But um, with Chinese medicine, it really I think the major impetus for it was the birth of my first child, my son, Macklin. And it was a very difficult birth, and we went, um, we were originally going to do a home birth, and then we had some complications, we had to go to the hospital, and then um, one of the assistants at the hospital was doing this probing and testing, and it was like something got botched. It was like an emergency cesarean. And then uh, after that, like once he was born, uh, his bilirubin count was high and he was, there was all these issues. And I ended up like actually fighting with the the doctors. And, you know, I called the pediatrician. I said, what's going on here? And he's like, take him home. And sounds like he's dehydrated. Get him fluids and call me in the morning. And, so I, I literally had to take him out of the hospital against doctor's orders. We got him, you know, plenty of fluids, took him to the pediatrician in the morning. Everything was fine. The bilirubin was normal. He was just dehydrated. And, like, that whole experience, it was so traumatizing that it was like, there has to be another way. Like, there has to be some other approach to medicine that is, like, more humanistic and more compassionate, you know. And that was really the initial impetus for me to start studying Chinese medicine. And then I started reading about it and learning about it. And, and, uh, my partner at the time, uh, we went and actually saw a Chinese herbalist and, and she got on Chinese herbs and treatment. And then when my daughter was born two years later, it was a completely different experience. It was like a natural birth and, uh, everyone was healthy and fine. And it was like, it was really like 180 degrees different. And I was like, after seeing that, going through it and feeling, I was like, oh my God, like there's something amazing here. And so uh, I went through, that's when I really decided, you know what, I want to do this in my life. And so I started studying. Originally it was in New York at the time. Uh, I got a degree in in, uh, Chinese herbalism and and actually studied kind of a Japanese version of it called Kampo. and then that led me to eventually come out here to California and, and get an acupuncture degree and, and um, study Chinese medicine. And then going into practice and and what have you, I, I began practicing and, and learning the limitations of practice and, and, and seeing where it was deficient. That's when I started studying functional medicine, which really gave me a whole other perspective on, on uh, you know, how to treat people. And then... Uh, for me, went through this, you know, all these number of years in practice, and eventually I had this really large practice in uh, the port of L.A., which uh, I was managing and practicing, and it was uh, super busy and, and a really large business, had 12 employees, and uh, it was very stressful. And during that time, like, we went through the recession, and the business crashed, like a lot of businesses, and... Uh, you know, through that stress, I really got really sick. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, at first, the the thing, I went to a doctor and and I had this terrible stabbing eye pain and I couldn't get it to stop. And it was like, like, I had to like lay down sometimes during the middle of the day because it was just like, I couldn't be on the computer, I couldn't do anything. And they couldn't find it, like what was going on. And uh, they did a battery of tests, and, and finally one test came back positive uh, for antibodies for uh, uh, something called HLA-B27, which is a uh, found in Crohn's disease and in something called ankylosing spondylosis, uh, spondylitis, which uh, it turns out I have, um, but I didn't really have it very advanced. So I just had you know some occasional back pain, and it wasn't like it is in some people. And then... Basically, you know, through that process, I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, yeah, you have this marker, but 
that's it. So we're just going to keep an eye on it. And, you know, when it gets bad enough, we'll put you on pain-relieving meds and, and, and immunosuppressants. <laughs> wow. So, oh, yeah. So I was like, well, so I mean, like, I just have to keep dealing with this for indefinitely? And like, they were like, yeah, basically. <laughs> so I was like, well, no, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and suffer and, and not be able to function. So, you know, I, I, that's when I really, like, dug into my training and both functional medicine and Chinese medicine and, and you know, really changed my life. Like, or it got on an autoimmune, that's when I discovered the autoimmune paleo diet and, and really committed to that and, and really committed to changes in my life, simplifying my life and, and really working on stress and other things. And through that process, like, I started to get better. And at the time, I was, I was 25 pounds overweight. It was, like, full of bloating and inflammation. And I lost all that weight. And as a result, like one morning I looked in the mirror and I noticed I had these nodules on my, or these lumps in my throat. I didn't know they were nodules at the time, but they, it turns out they were nodules on my thyroid. And I went to see a doctor again. A friend of mine was an MD and he did a whole thyroid workup, sent me for ultrasound, what have you. And that's when they discovered I had Hashimoto's. And then, you know, it was kind of the same thing all over again. It was like, well, yeah, you have the marker for Hashimoto's, yeah, and you have these nodules, but the rest of your thyroid numbers are normal, so we're just going to keep an eye on it, and when it gets bad enough, we'll put you on Synthroid. <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't want to. Right. So again, we do nothing until, like, yeah, basically. So, you know, that was really the, the thing that was like, okay. It was kind of like the same realization I had with my son. I was like, there has to be a better way. There has to be something we can do to do this. And, and that's been my life since then is really – learning and studying and trying to find everything I can to help people. And, and, and that's, that's what I do on a daily basis now. And how so old are your was, kids now, Mark? That was a long answer, huh? Uh, my, <laughs> no, daughter no, is, awesome. <laughs> my daughter's 21 and my son's 23. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Mark, you up. do not look old enough to have kids that old. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. That's, that's, all that's his, exactly uh, I was What's just going to say, it's all his his remission and his taking care of himself. He looks a lot younger than than he is. He's doing good. So, yeah, he's I mean, really, it's, it's, it's really committing to the lifestyle, yeah. So, Mark, were you able to remiss before you went on medication or? Yeah, or? I've actually never gone on medication. Wow. So I was able to manage it. And because when I was initially diagnosed, I had normal thyroid numbers. My TPO was 1,200, so my antibodies were really high. Very but, high. But the other numbers were normal. So uh, I just really focused on, you know, on the autoimmune part of the equation because that was really obviously where my main problem was. Now, did yeah. your did your aunt? We always like to ask because it's you know it's it's so interesting to hear. You know everybody's different, um, you know values and this and that. Twelve hundred—that's pretty up there. So, yep. are did you were you able to get that back all the way back to normal, or do you ride around a certain it, thing that's down, just not affecting your TSH and all that good stuff? Yeah, I haven't tested like in the last year or so, but it was down under a hundred the last time I tested it. Wow. So, so yeah, I was able to dramatically get it. I didn't get it totally down to normal, but I mean, I got it you know, close and I keep working. It's an ongoing, so I tell people all the time, this is a long-term project. You know, I mean, it's something we have to keep working on and keep being vigilant and, and, and keep committing to this lifestyle. Right. And it's a great, the reason I ask, just so you know, it's a great way for the listeners to really understand what remission is. So different people have different, you know, ideas or parameters or what have you of what remission is. So it doesn't necessarily mean that your thyroid antibodies go completely normal. You know, it means that you have a, a resolution of symptoms. It means that your thyroid is is functioning within a normal range. And, you know, and then like you said, you, you still continue to, you know, the goal is to get to zero. But remission really means that you are doing well. And, you know, obviously that's a significant difference from 1,200 down to under 100. So, I mean, right. that to me is awesome and and it's it's just the reason I bring it up is because I want people to understand the parameters really for what remission actually means. Right. I mean, I think it's a, you know, it, for me it's a dramatic improvement in my quality of life. Exactly. And, and exactly. That, that is one of the things I think it's very very important to understand. It's like, you know, the way you feel is clinically relevant and and clinically important. 
so like those things like you know losing the fatigue losing the weight um you know having the energy the brain fog much much improved you know cognitive abilities improved memory improved um getting the antibody numbers down and then and that's the other thing about remission too i think there's two parts to it there's you know getting these initial improvements and then there's sustaining them you know so like right. you get there but you have to stay there and and staying there is the long-term project right and all these different and, you know events that's that's so important i think for people to understand because you can have you know you know adverse events you know loss of a family member uh, job change let's say you move okay let's say you move close to a military base so you're going to have more environmental toxins it's a constant check in wouldn't you say right exactly yeah. i mean it, we have to stay present and we have to you know keep keep working on this yeah right Right, right. And, there's, and you're right, there's going to be challenges in life. Life is going to throw you some curveballs, and, you know, you're going to have to adapt to them. And it's also important to note, um, and kind of crazy, I had a meeting uh, with a friend the other day, and she said she'd have some health issues going on, and, you know, I'm just listening. And I mentioned, because she doesn't say anything about her thyroid, and she has hair loss, and fatigue and um, some weight issues and um, some pain and things like that. And so I said, well, you know what I do as thyroid. So did you get your thyroid tested? And she said, yes, I did. And they told me it was fine. So it's not my thyroid. So we're going to, and she just kept going. Right. And so it's really important to note that it's really how you feel. It's re- you know, I did stop her and say, well, but like, you know, you've got to look at your your symptoms and how you're feeling, you know, you need to take that into account. And some people aren't ready to hear, um, you know, some people aren't ready to hear what you have to say. So I planted my little seed and I'll come back to it and things like that. But really how you feel and getting, you know, of course, getting your numbers down, it's important, but you've, you've gotten to a place where you feel good. And that's what's important. Well, not, not to mention. That's what matters the most for me. Right. right. You know, not to mention right. when people say my thyroid, they said my thyroid is fine. If I had a dollar for every time someone said that to me and they had antibodies present or the thyroid was actually out of range but fell in normal lab ranges, I'd be retired. I don't know about <laughs> you, Mark. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And I mean, right? there's so much, there's so much there's disagreement so on what normal range is even. Right. You know, so and, and like not that's... not testing uh, antibodies. You and I are a perfect example of that. We both had antibodies present before the thyroid fell into an actual treatable range. Yeah. So unless the, the thyroid antibodies have actually been tested, and there's always different opinions of how long that can actually proceed, the TSH, free T3, free T4 actually changing, but they say, what, 20 years or so, Mark, that, the, that antibodies well, yeah, can actually right. I mean, be oncoming? Some people stay you know, for many years in that they just have the elevated antibodies, um, but, but one thing we know is that, that having high antibodies is predictive. Like that tells us that something, that you're at a much it's higher wrong. risk and right. something's coming, you know. Right. so right. Your body is attacking your thyroid. But like for you, I had to giggle when you said that. For me, they said, you know, basically your body is attacking your thyroid and we're going to wait and see. We right. wait until the tissue is destroyed to the point that we right. need to supplement it with thyroid medication. And right. I will never forget, I can picture that in my head, sitting on the, you know, the, the doctor's table there, bench, whatever, and thinking in my head, are you serious? Like you just told me literally my body is attacking itself and we're just going to wait and see. Wait and see for what? For me to die? Yeah, what are we waiting for? For me to have for? heart problems? For me to, what, what are we waiting to see? Right. <laughs> what are we exactly. waiting for? <laughs> like you're waiting for that level of destruction that's just like... And if you live through that, like that's unfortunate thing. Like people who live through that, they really suffer. It's not like fun. <laughs> I literally felt like I had, you know, body aches and pains, like I had been hit by a car every day, like yeah. ran over by a car, like massive cancer, bone cancer, that kind of pain, yeah. significant, horrific pain, major, major, major cognition issues, fatigue. Detachment. I mean, you name it. Every yeah, literally every all those symptoms. thyroid symptom exactly. was involved. Yeah. And but I had Epstein Barr. I had a pretty good sized mm-hmm. Epstein Barr deal going on there. But um, yeah, I mean, just just crazy. And there's so many, so many parameters for 
for how to um, to do that. So yeah. let's jump into your book. Mark, tell us a little bit about your book. How is it different yeah. from all the other thyroid books that are out there on Hashimoto's? Yeah. Um, I think one of the principal things is because I have this focus of Chinese medicine and functional medicine, like I kind of have a, a unique view of the two worlds and, and what fascinates me is like how they intersect and, and what we can learn from each. So, um, you know, I think, and, and part of what we've been talking about here so far is, you know, like a lot of these symptoms we're describing are really, they're symptoms all over your body, you know? So, so for me, one of the important things to understand, first of all, is like this is way more than a thyroid problem. Right. And it, it's a systemic problem that affects your whole body. And what we really need to understand is how that works. Because if we can get some understanding of that, then we have an idea of how to treat it and, and how to, you know, improve. So that's really the focus of my book is, is we, I take it beyond just the thyroid. I look at uh, all these connections to the rest of the body and really, it's also, I think, you know, not just a physical problem. It's, it's an emotional problem. It's a psychological problem. And even, in some ways, a spiritual problem, because I think all those things are connected. And, and that's the beauty of Chinese medicine. Uh, it, it really gives us uh, a perspective on all these interactions that there's really no uh, corollary for in the Western medical model. So my book is unique in that, you know, I, I really have in-depth knowledge of that, and, and I share that whole kind of holistic approach of of how this is, you know, affects us in all these different areas. Right, and so it's so true, and everyone has, you know, um, you know, you kind of just visually picture it as just, you know, that butterfly thyroid gland. You know, that's where. The, the problem is that's where the healing is that's where uh you know rather than like you say systemic dysfunction so yeah. give us some specifics let's really delve into some specific examples of systemic dysfunction that originates or not originates it's it's just like a circular thing right one can affect yeah. the other so just right. examples of systemic dysfunction that that someone with a thyroid issue would be more apt to experience. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've touched on them in, in a few of these things. So let's talk about some of the symptoms that we described. So first of all, there's cognitively and the way it impacts your brain. Like this is one of the areas that I'm super passionate about because so many doctors just ignore this. And, and, and many, you know, one of the common symptoms or some of the common symptoms for people with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism are both anxiety and depression. And often those symptoms are the result of what's happening to your brain. And uh, also the other symptoms, you know, like like memory issues and, and this brain fog that's super common for so many people are all a result of really this systemic effect. And, and what's happening is, you know, it's inflammation in the brain often and and the other systemic truth is that it's like there's inflammation everywhere in your body that's uh, affecting these things but the brain in particular and, and you know so that's a, a really really important area i think and uh, another really important area is with the liver like liver function is dramatically impacted by hypothyroidism it slows down cholesterol metabolism a lot of people have uh, elevated cholesterol, even though they're on a good diet. Their their cholesterol and, and LDL are high. Um, it also slows down the liver's ability to metabolize, uh, you know, toxins and, and chemicals from our environment. So you have these more toxins building up in the body. It affects the the liver's metabolic pathways. This is you know people have uh, the MTHFR. Um, defects and, and things like that. And sometimes it's a, a chicken or the egg problem. It's because of the hypothyroidism and, and Hashimoto's that, that these liver pathways are impacted. So that's another huge area. And then huge. Yeah, <laughs> huge, huge area. And then there's the digestive issues. You know, many, many people have food sensitivities and, and, and 
digestive problems and constipation and and all of that is also can be linked to hypothyroidism and, and Hashimoto's it slows down uh, peristalsis and, and the movement through your gut it slows down um, your stomach's ability to make stomach acid which impacts absorption of everything all vitamins and nutrients and minerals and uh, it, it can affect that has all these effects downstream that can affect the gallbladder and 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 bile production that can affect the pancreas and, and the release of pancreatic enzymes that can affect you know what goes on in the gut and the health of the flora and, and the good bacteria and that can lead to leaky gut and and uh, you know all kinds of problems in the gut and so there's that then there's the again the pancreas the the impact on the pancreas and blood sugar issues a lot of people with Hashimoto's are hypoglycemic or insulin resistant or some kind of combination of both and then you have this blood sugar dysregulation which has also has systemic effects everywhere that affects your brain too that affects your ability to have energy to absorb sugar for energy um and then the adrenals. The adrenals are dramatically impacted by uh, Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism and can also have a dramatic effect on the thyroid. So like, we have all these other areas that are dramatically impacted, and then the, it, you get what these vicious cycles and these webs of dysfunction that feed on each other and, and make each other worse. So that's why it's so important to see this as uh, with a big-picture approach that we need to work on all of this. Right. You know what's so crazy is, you know, you have um, a broken arm. It's localized. You know, you have, you know, a liver problem. You know, you know where your liver is. When you have a thyroid problem, you know, people automatically think, you know, local thyroid right here. This is your thyroid. This is the problem. It's really bigger than that, like you said, but people really don't see it that way. It's more like you have a thyroid problem, but you really have all these other things. It's it's, Right. you, You know, we're calling it a thyroid problem, but really what got you to the thyroid problem is, you know, all these things that are impacted and led you to this. So, you know, when you say you have a thyroid problem, people really don't connect it to it's all this other stuff. They think, okay, right here in my throat, in my neck, I have this problem with this spot. And really that's not what it is at all. I mean, it is, but you see what I'm saying? It's like hard. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the reason for that is that thyroid hormone is just so important for all of these other activities in the body. So when that gets messed up, then you have this ripple effect, and it's a really dramatic ripple effect. <laughs> well, and what's interesting is when you look at each one of these issues, I'm staring at the notes here, so brain, liver, digestive, adrenal, blood sugar issues, each one of these in Western medicine has drugs specifically to each one of these problems. So even the thyroid mm-hmm. has a drug that's specific, you know, levothyroxine or a natural desiccated thyroid, specific to the thyroid. But none of those, including our thyroid medication, actually correct the autoimmune response. So like, you know, for example, you could go, if you were with a Western med doc, you could get, you know, anti-anxiety drugs, you could get digestive issue, heartburn medications, you could get you know, medications to to replace cortisol. You can get, you know, uh, medications for blood sugar issues, medications for thyroid issues, and yet still have the onslaught of Hashimoto's running through your body, destroying things. And what's fascinating to me, like right now in, in my personal perspective, is my liver is actually affecting my body's ability to utilize my thyroid medication. Exactly. So... Yeah. Inevitably, you have to get to the origin, being the Hashimoto's, to be able to truly correct these problems. Right. And that's really, when you think about that, that is profound. For anyone who's listening that's on, you know, six, seven medications, really all that's going on is you're having a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. That's right. And and really if we kind of if we you know really simplify it, okay, what is that? Well, that autoimmunity, like the root of, of all evil related to that is inflammation. Right? It's this this systemic body-wide inflammation that is driving this 
your immune system to be hyperactive. So, like, that's really the critical thing is, like, what can we do to reduce the systemic inflammation? Like, that should be your number one job. And, right. and Western doctors, unfortunately, have so little training in autoimmunity that many of them just ignore it. Like, they don't, they don't have any tools for it, so their answer is well, just pretend it's not there. Let's look at that again. Let's be honest. In, in conventional Western medicine, and I'm not hating on docs because I've needed them multiple times to save my life, yeah. and I'm yeah. forever eternally grateful. But exactly. the paradigm of education, even in autoimmunity, is going to be drugs. It still doesn't, you know, it's like it's still trying to trick the system, so to speak, or that's the way I see it. You know, okay, so we're going to try and trump all of these, mate. it's like having a bullhorn. The body has a bullhorn and it's going, hello, <laughs> something is very wrong here. We very, need to chat. Wrong. We need to sit down and hello. We need to sit down and chat. And then when we do methotrexate or something like that, we're basically saying, "Shh, everything, everything's okay. It's okay. Just trust me." You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how I see it. Right. <laughs> Rather right, than right. So going, okay, like so what are, is powerful immunosuppressants? But then they have right. these other side effects that are really not good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 And it's it's just. I don't know why, for some reason, that just is uh, I really so, like, wanna... in the forefront of my brain right now. You know, yeah. just, wow, that's really, when you really sit down and think about that, you're really trying to quiet the body's screaming voice and saying, you know, something we're doing, something we've been exposed to, something is, is wrong. It's not, it. we're not jiving here. Right, right. You and know? we're so used to, as a society, we're so used to, I have a headache, so I take an Advil. And my headache goes away. So you're like, right. okay, you go to the doctor, you have a thyroid problem, you take Here's a pill, pill, and it goes Here's away. And that's right. not right. how it works, especially uh, with the thyroid. I'm gonna repeat. Are... I'm gonna repeat my daughter's. Does it, mom? Does it? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. uh, oh my god. Right, and that's why you know, it's again, it's it's a much bigger problem, and that's why we really have to make these important lifestyle changes. And that's the, what I really emphasize in my book too. You know, we have to make dietary changes. We have to find these things that are triggering immune response uh, in our diet. We have to, um, you know, really work on stress. Stress is a huge, huge problem. And, and stress is super inflammatory, you know? So it's like, we have to, we have to take responsibility and make lifestyle changes and not just look for the pill. Give us a mental picture, Mark, of how, give us a mental picture for the listeners on how stress physiologically affects the body. You know, like a mental picture, like how they could see it, whether, you know, a visual, give us a visual. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, I mean, one of the things we know, if you, think in terms of, you know, the impact of the thyroid and thyroid hormone is, you know, when you, what happens when you're all stressed out? Well, your body produces cortisol. And one of the things that cortisol does, it's, it kind of has this dampening effect of on thyroid hormone conversion. So in order for thyroid hormone to work in your body, it has to be converted from T4 into T3. And when you're all stressed out, that can actually block that process. So that's one important way that it it makes thyroid hormone not work as well. And then, you know, it also impacts blood sugar. And and it has a kind of a dampening effect on insulin as well. So insulin doesn't work as well, which means the what you, the sugars you're getting from food that are your energy source uh are are not being utilized properly and you know, you end up with insulin resistance or other things. And that, all of those things can drive the autoimmunity. All of those things can actually push uh, the immune response and, and, and affect your immune system. So it's, again, it's like this, this systemic problem, this interconnections with all these systems, like nothing is, is isolated in the body. Like when you, there are always consequences to to our behavior and to things that happen. Well, I know you're touching on it a little bit as you're going along, but in the book you cover the five elements of thyroid health. Mm 
what is that? Yeah, so that's basically there's this theory in Chinese medicine called the five elements, which is in a way like the way I come to look at it is it's kind of like an algorithm for understanding these interactions that we've been talking about. Like it's a way of explaining, you know, it's, the body's a very complex system and all these things are happening all the time and everything is, is moving all the time. You know, it's like a solar system, like all the planets are, all these different systems are, are, are moving and interacting and doing their thing and affecting the others. And in Western medicine, like I said earlier, like we don't really have a model for picturing that. And the five elements gives us this template for saying, oh, okay, so here's how these interactions happen and, and, and how they affect each other. And that includes, you know, in the body we have these feedback loops, right? There's positive feedback and negative feedback. So negative feedback is, is regulating and balancing, and positive feedback is, is uh, kind of pushing and, and, and accelerating. And the five-element system explains all that, and it gives us uh, a, a way of explaining it. So in my book, what I did was really look at, okay, let's put the thyroid in the center of that and, and, and apply this template to all these interactions of the thyroid. So there we can see how, you know, I, I go into pretty in-depth explanations of how all these organ systems, like things we touched on, like the brain, like the liver, like the adrenals, like the blood sugar, how all those things are impacted by the thyroid. And, and the basic principle is, you know, we really need to see this whole big picture and we need to work on uh, the whole the whole body and right. and and that if we can get that balanced and held that's when we really that's when you turn these negative uh, um these webs of dysfunction and and these vicious cycles you can turn that on their head and you can actually get this positive healing momentum that's really powerful now, in in practical terms, I know you talk about the eighty twenty principle, and I and I think that's a huge challenge for many Hashimoto's. I know for me, maybe we could just use me as an example in understanding what is more powerfully affecting, which one has more influence. Like if you have all of those issues, it, it can be so overwhelming to Hashimoto's patients to think, "Oh my God, where do I start?" And I know right. you use the eighty twenty principle to explain that. Can you can you spend yeah. some time explaining on it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really important. That that's and I, and that's another way that this five element idea can really help us. It sort of gives us clues to where are points of leverage, and and that's what that idea is. So the eighty twenty principle, in the simple sense, is that there are some things that have more influence than others, and you know, that idea, so there are 20% of these things that are causing 80% of your symptoms, right? There's 20% of your behavior, 20% of your habits, or 20% of, of the things you're interacting with are having an outsized effect. And so what we want to do is look for those clues. And I think some of the big areas that I've seen just in my clinical experience and in my personal experience is blood sugar is definitely one of those. Like, I think a lot of people don't recognize how important balancing blood sugar is because that's okay. one of those areas that it's like a fulcrum. Like, if your blood sugar is out of balance, it has this huge outsized effect on everything. It really affects your brain. It really affects the thyroid. It really affects your energy. It really affects your ability to gain or lose weight. I mean, it's... it's mood, it's, cognition. Your mood, yes. exactly. exactly. It, it's like... Game is on. <laughs> right. So that's one of those areas, like I would say, like, for almost all of the, I, I think without exception, just like, that's one area to really focus on is, like, get your blood sugar balanced. Make sure you're not binging on sugar. Make sure you're not, you know, going too long between meals. Make sure that, that you not keep just your sugar, blood sugar right? steady. Carbs, too, binging on just carbs. So it's right. not necessarily eating too much apple pie. It right. can also be eating too much French bread. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Diabetes yeah. isn't uh, diabetes and insulin isn't isn't specific to just sugar. I think that's a huge, you know, misconception that that people have is they assume that that, you know, it only comes from sugar. 
Right, very important point. It's everything that's converted into sugar. So, yeah, so carbohydrates like breads and and cakes and cookies and those things and and I mean even alcohol, you know, alcohol is pretty high in sugar. Right. So, and you hit on not eating enough. Talk a little bit about that and how that how detrimental that is because you have, you know, Hashimoto's hypothyroids some are carrying a little bit extra weight and they're like, God, I really wish I could lose this weight and I'm just not going to eat. Right. So that a lot of people with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism have hypoglycemia. So there again, like if you're hypoglycemic and you don't eat, then then it's going to be amplified, you know, the effects of that, that your sugar is going to crash. And then, yeah, your, your mood is going to be dramatically affected. Your brain is going right. to be dramatically affected. Your thyroid function is going to be dramatically affected. So it's really important. And then to we eat. produce and use too much cortisol, which actually makes us heavier, right? I, exactly. I remember reading a study a while back that said, I forget, I don't quote me on these things because I'm, I'm just kind of giving it a basic, but it was 600 calories and I don't remember whether it was specific to Hashimoto's or hypothyroid. Do, do you know the study, Mark? But they they had, um, I think it was hypothyroids, but eat 600 yeah. calories a week, and on average they gained three pounds. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, here you're looking at this massive caloric restriction, and these, I don't remember, like I said, whether it was Hashimoto's or hypothyroids, but they gained weight. They gained right. three pounds eating 600 calories a week. I mean, right. I, I read I mean, that. that and that's, I, was like, I think, the problem with the, the HCG <laughs> diet that some people do. You know, sometimes they do those that for a while, they lose a bunch of weight, and then they gain it all back, like, dramatically Plus. and then some. Right, so, right. right. So the the key is there, okay, what do we do instead? So we really want to, you know, think about the paleo-type diet. You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of the autoimmune paleo diet, it's definitely as you start out. You know, so that's a diet that's a little more – we're looking more proteins and vegetables and fruit and, and, you know, carbohydrate restriction. So, you know, we now want to start I got the a day super, with a... I got a super smarty on the phone, so I got to ask you. <laughs> Genetically, I don't make serotonin properly. And I've tried to go paleo a couple times, and I get significantly depressed very quickly. And Dana will tell you that's not really my thing. I'm not a, I'm not a really depressed, but I'm pretty even keeled. Yeah. But, I mean, it was like I scratched my head forever, going, "Why can't I do this paleo diet?" And then I found out when I had my genetics run that I don't convert serotonin properly. So I, I think that's the reason why. And I don't eat a ton of carbs. I probably do 150 a day. Uh, but I've been controlling my blood sugar since 19 as well. But are there people genetically, Mark, that cannot go paleo? That's my question. Um, I mean, I think the answer is yes. That It's interesting. Like This is the next book I'm working on right now. Is <laughs> just focused on <laughs> diet and, and exactly like there's – I did this – like I had like a major discovery – on serotonin and like its connection in Chinese medicine to the spleen oh. and the earth, earth element. Like it's, yeah, this, the next book is I really. I can be an editor, Mark. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> There's some really exciting stuff coming. But uh -huh. so, yeah, for some people, it's really important to have more carbs. And uh, because of that, exactly what you're talking about, because of metabolism, it's also, you know, carbs for some people are really important for conversion. So some people really don't do well on a strict paleo diet. So what I would say for those people is, yeah, you need more carbs, but it, it's just a choice of carbs, you know? Gotcha. So we No, we no, and I appreciate it. You have no idea the enormous sigh that I just took because mm. people have been telling me I'm too. crazy. For how long, Dana? Mm -hmm. They've been telling me I'm crazy, right? Well, I'm that, like, you know, I mean, you don't understand. That's, They're like, that's oh, no, you're just impetus. detoxing. You gotta, you, you've got to get through the period. And I'm like, oh, no. This is this is totally different than Beyond. I'm a little blue. This mm -hmm. is this is holy crap. This is a big deal. So I right. can't tell you how much I'm appreciating your book that's coming. Yay, yeah, Mark. so that, that's exactly <laughs> what the the impetus for my next book was. Like I started to see all these people that you know what this kind of rigid approach was not working, and I was like, okay, what? Why? You know, and, and another on? thing that happens is too, like some people go on the autoimmune paleo diet, and then after being on it for a while, they develop more food sensitivities. 
And I was like, oh, my God. So, like, these people are being perfect. They're following, you know, the instructions right. perfectly. They're doing exactly what they should. And then they're, like, suffering more. So it's like no good deed goes unpunished, you know. Right. Like, oh. mm-hmm. So that I'm was the impetus for me. And then I, I learned a lot in that process. And, and that's the thing. Like, we was back to the beginning of our conversation. We're all different. So yep. we need to be able to adapt and modulate based on our own physiology. You know, and that's ding, ding. what you're describing. It's a perfect ding, example. Ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, so we got you all screwed up on the 20%. I'm sorry, but yeah. thank you. No, no, that was Thank you that was so much cool for answering that question. So we cool went, the, the we're talking about the 20%, so you talked about diet, which is huge. Give yeah. us some more some yeah. more in that so 20%, the, the, the Mark, and I'll try not is, to derail you. is stress, you know. Like, I think stress is one of those things, too, that – a lot of times people intellectually, like we understand, oh, yeah, stress is a problem, but then we don't make any changes to deal with it. And it's another area of those 20%. Like if you really focus on stress management and really make a difference in your life, like sometimes that requires like big changes in your life too. Like with me, like I, I had that huge busy practice. I had to close that business and, and change my entire life in order to really make the change that needed to be changed in my life. And, I, you know, I and it took me two years some... to do that. It was like not right. an easy, fast process, but it made a huge, huge difference in my health. And and part of that was like really committing to stress management. And that means, you know, I meditate daily now and, you know, I do the type of exercise that I do is, you know, I do some strenuous exercise, but I also do exercise like Qigong, Qigong, like Tai Chi and Qigong and things like that that are, are gentle yeah. Comic, and I, I really committed to making that part of my life. And I, I think just in general, like that's an area where like, there's, we, it's not pills, it's not supplements. Right. It's, it's really focusing on, on doing it. And that has a huge ripple, a positive ripple effect. Like, you know, meditation has been shown to lower reverse T3. You know, and reverse T3 is... is is something wow. often thyroid hormone people have problems with conversion or problems right. with their thyroid hormone not working properly is because it's your body's taking it and and basically um, disabling it because of all this stress because when you're really stressed out your body says well we don't need more thyroid hormone which increases our metabolism and makes us right. more stressed <laughs> so <Right>. you know <laughs> you know i think it's just a it's a daunting task for you know when it's kind of like addressing spiritual issues, whether it's prior abuse or current abuse or things like that. It seems like, or I'm just going out on a limb here, I don't know if you guys are in agreement with that, but when people say reduce your stress, it was kind of like when I was taking care of my mom with Alzheimer's and people would say, you need to take some time for yourself. And I would look at them like, do you really understand what, what you're asking here? me? Yeah, it right. seems like, a, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's easy to say. So when people say reduce stress, people who are really stressed honestly just can't even fathom Wrap their minds how around. breathing yeah. mm-hmm. or how meditation yeah. or how yoga or how Tai Chi is really going to help me with my, my life and my job and my marriage and my children and, and whatever it is. They're like, are you kidding? You know, I, I feel like it seems like a, a completely, even just breathing. Yep. So so mm-hmm. really, you know, you talked about Tai Chi, and, and I took my very first yoga class the other day, and I, I couldn't believe there's very few things in my life that have ever quieted my brain. You know, right. my brain is, you know, just going a million miles a minute. I always tell people, when my body can actually catch up to my brain, look out, you know. <laughs> Watch but out. When I, seriously, right, when I took the yoga class, for the very first time, I just turned 48. In 48 years, my brain was actually quiet. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> I was yeah, like, no, I, I and I realized I, totally I don't know how to breathe. Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> agree with your point that sometimes when you're in the middle of all that stress, it's like impossible to see your way out. And that's, I think that's a really important a really important point. And so, you know, one of the things I tell people, like people with meditation and things like that, 
start small. You know, like you can't jump from nothing to like meditating three hours a day. Like it's just not going to happen. But if you start with three minutes, you can do that. Start with three minutes a day. You know, people are asking, I mean, what do I say? What do I say? Am I supposed to say something to myself? I mean, what does meditation mean or look like to Mark Ryan? Yeah, I just sit and sit quietly that's all it is it's just sit and, and you don't have to be sitting in lotus on the floor which is what most no, people you're think sitting in lotus i sit on the couch and just in a comfortable chair and that's the way i started it's just uh, someone told me that and i was like okay i can do that three minutes a day and then what happens is if you commit to that you start to develop it's like you know it's just like working out it's just like another muscle and you have to develop that muscle and you have to work at it. And once you do, once you get in the habit of it, that's the thing. Like it's really, you build momentum by doing it. So if you start, even if it's three minutes is too much, start with one minute, you know, you do one minute a day, you just right. sit there quietly and do it. And then over time you start, like it becomes easy and then you can right. go to five minutes and then you can go to 10 minutes. And then, you know, now I do 20 minutes and, you know, to me, like when I was in the middle of my that really stressful job and, and all that, like 20 minutes a day seemed like there's no way I could have, like I don't have time. I don't have 20 minutes. Like, no. But, you know, now it's like it's not a problem at all. And it's and, and that, again, that there's just that ripple effect that is so much larger. It's that 80-20. There's, it's a huge ripple effect that goes into all areas of my life now that I'm able to commit to that. And one of the biggest misconceptions about meditating, you know, because you know people have such a, a lot of people have such a mind block with it. They're like, well, my mind is racing, and, you know, I can't just sit there and not think of anything. And right. and then they punish themselves because, you know, they're like, well, when I do it, I just think, and so I don't do it right, and then so they just don't give it a chance. Basically, you know, if you just accept yourself and sit there and listen and say, okay, I had that thought. Okay, I had another thought. Okay, it's okay that I'm thinking about dinner tonight. I'm just going to keep accepting it, keep moving it out, keep exactly. breathing. You're Eventually, never going to stop thinking what your brain does. It's not right? gonna, that's not the objective. The objective is to, is to learn how to observe. That's and just right. you watch those thoughts. And then you know, sometimes I get great ideas meditating. Like I, I like it for that reason. It gives me insights into things. So it's not the, – the idea is to not try to stop your brain. You'll never right, do that. Right, right. The idea is to, well, and is I to think that's awesome because I, I really be think present. that most people just have a huge misconception. You know, like like you said, you sit in a chair. You yeah. know, Dana says you don't need to be in the lotus position. You don't need to be in fancy yoga pants. You don't need to. <laughs> you know, you can only. You know, this sounds stupid, but I mean, like originally, I'm like, it felt like the only place that I could meditate like that would be thailand where it was all green and there was water and birds singing and but i mean sure. for people honestly that you guys both giggle but i'm the average bear so i mean mm-hmm. it's they they really honestly just have no idea how to to actually put this functionally so i love the fact that mark you said you just sit in a chair you're not in lotus like dana yeah. said you know it doesn't have to be something that's so complex it's more of a state of mind. Right. And I'm I'm hooked, man. I'm telling you, I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing, right? So you spend all this time, and sometimes you get like a minute of quiet. Your brain does just, it, it does calm down and just, it's totally quiet for maybe a minute or maybe even like a 15, 20 seconds. But when you experience that, it's like, oh, my goodness, like that, that was amazing. <laughs> and I felt so invigorated. Afterwards, right. now I think it helped my particular brain because it was a yoga and sound bath, um, mm. you know, uh, combination class. Yeah. So for me, I think just even that 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 sound because I know I used to love just irritating the hell out of my mom with the crystal glasses and and <laughs> making that noise. <laughs> it's an addicting. I I always thought it was just I was addicted to annoying my mom, but it I think I'm really just <laughs> addicted to that sound. <laughs> Yeah. It actually yep. made, you know, I, I've walked out of there feeling so invigorated, like I am ready for the day. And, and that was, that was really, really awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, that, and that's, you know, I think that's another kind of effect from it. You know, like, we have, like, one of the things with like, having Hashimoto's hypothyroidism is, like, because it's so physiologically stressful on its own, like, we don't have much room for more emotional stressors. You know, it's like, if you use the analogy, it's kind of like we've maxed out our stress credit card. <laughs> you know, so like we need to put money back into the stress account to kind of give you a, a little cushion, you know, and that's what meditation does for you. It it, it replenishes. So. <sighs> There's hmm. my flower field. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it when I get to that point where I'm like, this is this is awesome awesome information it's not a daunting task stress relief it's not something that you can't get to or you need to be well trained in yoga or well trained in meditation or or anything like that so mark i have one quick personal question one one quick plug there's this great app i found called insight timer it's it's free you can download it put on your phone and it has like these little timers in it you can set them so you can set it to that one minute or three minutes and like a little bell goes off at the beginning and then goes off at the end. And there's all these guided meditations and it's a free app. It's, it's phenomenal. I highly recommend it for people who are wanting to, to start this process. Awesome. Insight, Insight timer. timer. Okay. So one quick question for you. I'm just curious because yep. you are uh, a licensed herbalist and no. acupuncturist and Mark, are you a proponent of just general herbal support? Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Any of but, your favorites I mean, I think, that you? I think again, you know, back to our conversation about uh, everybody's different, everybody's physiology is different. It's like you have to do, you have to understand yourself and your body and listen to your body. You know, so sometimes general recommendations, people say, oh, try this, this worked great for me, and then you try it and you don't feel good. Well, you listen to that because your body's telling you that, you know, this may not be appropriate for you. And one of the things that herbs, you know, herbs are powerful. And, right. you know, sometimes they're very stimulating to the immune system. So you just got to be cautious, uh, uh, you know, with, with autoimmunity uh, about herbs and, and really listen to your body if you try them. Awesome. That is awesome advice, mm-hmm. I think, that, that people really need to hear because so many things just get tossed around like, you know, general. And, and like you said, people are very individual and there are different things yeah. going on. So that that we yeah. appreciate that so much. And thank you for the Insight Timer app. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very Great cool. Great little tidbit. And, and, your and we are excited. Is, I was just going to say ahead, your book Dana. is full of all kinds of tidbits and I just, I love it. It's so pretty. Don't bend the pages. Just love it. <laughs> you know, for some up. people, loving it Get is a bending the pages and writing. <laughs> <laughs> Highlighting. I'm a highlighter queen. I should be a highlighter salesperson. I probably would be retired. You know. Um. Oh, my God. Poor Mark's over there cringing. She's got a highlighter in my book. Oh, no. Hey, it goes uh, back to my genetics. I learn and right. retain information a, a very specific way, and I cover large amounts of information and can retain major points. So there's good things about being a brain like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so this you. new book, just just give us a give us a dangling carrot, Mark, before we let you go. Yeah, so when it'll, is it'll the be out new in, book coming uh, out? August of 2018, next year, and it's it's the Hashimoto's healing diet and it's really how to use diet strategically and that includes herbs um so what i go into like real detail about is is just what we've been talking about how we're all different and and how to uh understand like what's happening in your body and what to do in those different situations so I really Ooh. took a look at a lot of different issues, like even Epstein-Barr and, and uh, a number of digestive issues. Um, Mark, you already hooked me at serotonin. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm already yeah, I, like, I'm I, on I your wait list. I major discovery about serotonin that's in there. Uh-huh. Um, if a you lot need of, any editors, any, any helpful editors to, to <laughs> review or help you, I am a, I'm, I'm 
you know, volunteering my services to you, and awesome. I'm excited for that for that book as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and you're both in California, so surely you're not too far away. Well, who knows? No, Mark, where are you in California? I'm in uh, L.A., South L.A. and Gardena. Oh, you got to come out to Joshua Tree and say hello. Oh, I'd love to. I had no yeah. idea you were that close. I honestly, I thought you were on the East Coast. I don't oh. know why. Were you on the East Coast not long ago? No, I haven't been East Coast in a long time. I used to live on the East Coast. That's why I lived in New York for many years. But I had been out here for about fifteen years. I had no idea you were in L.A. Huh? <gasps> Hop, skip, and a jump. I would love yep. to You'll come out to... Joshua Tree. I love it out there. Well, make sure you let me know and come okay. say hello. I will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Awesome. We have totally enjoyed this, Mark, and I love your oh, book. Oh, me too. It's and... been a great talk. We, we've touched on some really important issues, I think. Yeah, yes. we did. And we're definitely going to have you back when your book comes out. We're so excited for it. I know Tiffany now, and I Now, when will especially... this be broadcast? Because I'm going to tell everybody about it. Say it again. Well, we're recording live right now. Okay. Right. <laughs> so the replay will be out in probably an hour, and I can send you the link for it. Oh, an hour. Um, oh, great. Awesome. So yeah, I'll it, right. It's so quick, and that's oh, the that's cool wonderful. thing is people can go back and listen to it over and over and over again, and yeah. and at different times, and and uh, yeah, it's very cool. Awesome. Ah. Well, thank you so Mark. much for having me, guys. I really, really appreciate uh, you bringing me on, and and uh, I hope we can do it again because this was really absolutely. Fun. Well, we know yeah, for sure is... in August or, or yeah. whenever yep. you and Dan, whenever September, your book is coming August. out, we want to have you back. Okay. Definitely. Absolutely. And we'll talk serotonin and diet. And, and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have a lovely day in LA, and please let me know if you come out to Joshua Tree. Okay. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye bye. That was How very cool, and I am seriously excited for that new book. Yay! He's I know you are. It. There are people that need carbs, dang it. I need my carbs. It's essential to my life and my well-being. Yay, Mark. Go. (laughs) I'll grab the bullhorn afterwards because I have been saying this for how long, Dana? I cannot Mm -hmm. do it. It It is a serious mental health problem for me. And, you know, everybody is bio-individual, and paleo is great, and AIP is great. And basically what what all that says to me is remove grains and and stop the inflammation and, you know, uh, help your body um, get rid of the sugar and those kinds of things. And that's what those those diets do. But listen to your your body. It's just really smart. Respect respect each other's individuality don't tell someone they're wrong don't tell them they're failing because they're not doing paleo or not doing this or not doing that you don't know i'm not you you're not me we have no idea right so we need to be super supportive of what works for other people and thyroid nation has been very very supportive of that and that's one thing i love about thyroid nation is that we really we really don't have a position to tell people that they're wrong. You know what I'm saying? No, we don't. We don't. And we don't. And I think that that's really what everybody's trying to say from all the greats, all the experts, all the all the big ones, Mark, everybody, right. you know, they're when right. they say paleo, to me, how I hear it is you need to pay attention to what you're eating. You need to stop eating boxed stuff. You need to eat real food. You need to get right. rid of the inflammatory food. foods. The, dot, the dairy foods, the sugary foods, and that basically right. leaves, you know, the paleo and a lot of times, you know, if you reduce and eliminate more, it's the AIP, but that's basically what they're saying. At the same time, they're not, I hope, I hope most of the experts are, are saying that, you know, it's okay, be you, be individual, because we are, and there's no well, and like one way said, for anybody. AIP, when we talk to Mickey, you know, it's more about Mickey Trescott, it's more about removing these things not necessarily for a long period of time it's about removing them so that you can figure it out and then add it back so that you can figure it out i think that's a huge misconception that was something she really you know took a lot of the myths out of of aip and all that and what it really actually means so that was very cool of course you can find all things mark ryan at hashimotoshealing.com that's his main website and for more information on the book specifically, how it's www.howtoheal.hashimoto's.com. 
www.jeffrey.com. And we are, we are so grateful for the time that he spent with us today. It was great. You can just tell he's um, even keel and, and helpful and supportive, you know, when you just listen to his voice. So it was really great to finally talk to him. His book is, like I said, fabulous. How to Heal Hashimoto's, an inter- integrative roadmap to remission. See, I just sound terrible, and I've been drinking water the whole time. I'm going to stop know, talking here pretty soon. And, <laughs> and I love the color. Um, I love the butterfly flower and the green and the well done. The five the elements. beautiful. <laughs> the five elements and the butterfly are just, just lovely. Okay, guys, I, um, I'm crashing. As always, a very you big thank you to our listeners. Please, if you get a free moment and you enjoy our show, we'd love it if you left us a little review on iTunes. And you can download all the shows um, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, we're pretty much everywhere. And I have a special announcement. Um, before I, we move on and wrap the show, I want everybody listening uh, to check out my newest um, endeavor with my amazing partner, Jenny Mahar. You can check it out by going to thyroidrefresh.com. And uh, we're not uh, spilling all the beans right now, but it's uh, an up-and-coming, uh, supportive online lifestyle platform that is hopefully going to change the way and change the way we do things. So <laughs> you really need to check it out. It's uh, thyroidrefresh.com, and you can sign up for uh, all the uh, updates and things that we'll be sending, and get some insider, you know, behind-the-scenes tips and secrets and things yes. of what we're doing before we actually launch. Uh, so. Check it out and let me know what you think. You can go to Thyroid Nation and leave me a comment. You can uh, send me an email. You can certainly subscribe. But uh, we'd love it if you checked it out and let us know. Thyroidrefresh.com. It's exciting and it's beautiful. It's soothing. (laughs) Also, don't forget to check out thriveprobiotic.com. Good stuff. Spore-based. Very different than your average probiotic. Than your average bear. Mm-hmm. Not not your average probiotic, for sure. Not your average probiotic. And yep. um, I'm just going to jump straight to the closing. Uh, we always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Make sure to always listen to your body. Tiffany says this every single week, and we try to tell you during the show we are all individual and uh, our bodies are really smart if we'll just listen. They're definitely talking to us. Mm-hmm. This is Dana. And Tiffany. Your Thyroid Nation Thrivers, bringing the collective voice of Thyroid thri- Thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. And we are. Week. And we are. See you next week. <laughs>